Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war Welcome to Nurses Out Loud. I'm your host, Nurse April, and today I have a very special guest who I've been begging to do this show with me for so long, since I guess last year when we first started, and she keeps telling me no, but finally today, at the last minute, she said yes. So I have my daughter Lauren with me. This is my oldest daughter, and she is currently living as a Gen Z. I mean, I guess it would be technically Gen Z. Gen Z. Okay, she's 22. Yeah. Gen Z. I'm Gen... Wait, what am I? I think you're a millennial. Huh. Well, I came across something the other day. I said I was like Generation X. I'll look it up just to be sure. But I wanted to talk to her because I want to know what it's like living and growing up in this generation with everything that's going on, like all the things that are happening. And um, what is it like just to be a young woman growing up in these times? So she agreed to come on and we're just gonna have a random conversation about random things and actually continue on with a conversation we were having uh, in the car right before we got here and just get her opinion on things. So um, this is Nurses Out Loud. We have a show Monday through Friday. You get a different nurse host every day of the week. And all of our shows air 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then we have this encore that comes on at 11 p.m. Eastern. And then if you miss the show, feel free to tune in to our podcasts, which air usually a, a day after the show. So um, set it up for notifications, too. I always find it cool when I get notifications of one of the other show hosts, you know, when their shows go to podcasts. I like listening on Spotify, but any of your favorite apps. We're on, we're on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, um, which is Apple. But um, take a listen, and not just to our show, but to the other shows on the network. There's a lot of great uh, shows. There's a lot of great hosts and topics that cover the gamut, so... Let AmericaOutloud.news be your one-stop shop for all of the news and happenings that's going on in the world. A lot of people like to talk about COVID and the things happening with the vaccines, and I used to, but I've been taking a break from that just because I personally need to woosah a little bit away from that. I get real, and my daughter's yeah. nodding her head. Yeah. <laughs> I get really emotionally invested in the things that are happening that are unjust in our society. So she takes it personal. (laughs) So I'm going to not talk about COVID because I know that all of my nurse sisters are doing a great job covering it. So stay tuned, listen to them. They will have great guests on their shows and they will talk about all the important things that are going on. And also of course, Dr. McCullough, who's on the same network always has great things to talk about. So we, are just going to talk about random stuff. Welcome. It's Monday. Hey, 
So mm-hmm. we were talking in the car about weddings and etiquette, proper etiquette for weddings. Yes. Um, I feel like now I'm at the age where I am actually attending weddings, which is weird mm-hmm. because it was definitely something I would like watch on TLC mm-hmm. you know, for weddings or, um, you know, Ridezilla, like shows like that. Mm-hmm. I never really thought... I guess I never thought realistically about it or what you would do in that situation of not being able to go to a wedding you RSVP for or like finding a wedding gift, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Okay, so a little backstory is that my daughter, both of my daughters (laughs) are supposed to be going to a wedding tonight and they're not going to be able to make it. And so we were just talking about whether or not that's proper etiquette. I, I obviously it's not like it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not okay to miss somebody's wedding. No. But in this instance, my other daughter is sick, so it's not good to go to somebody's wedding if you have COVID either. No, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's just you have to. If there's a lack of urgency when it comes to telling someone, mm-hmm. telling the bride or the groom that you can't go. Obviously, if you're telling them, like, the night before the day of, that's probably not the best time. I know for me, when I'm, like, planning parties, mm-hmm. I don't want to know the day of. I don't want to yeah. know people who aren't coming. To be honest, if it, if it was me and I was, you know, had RSVP to go to a wedding and then the day of I was sick and couldn't go, I would not bother the bride or groom no. with that. I wouldn't even tell them. I would, just, I would wait till after. And yeah. I, me, I mean, me personally, I would send something. Mm-hmm. I would send a gift. Yeah. Um, I feel like either way, you should give them a gift. So maybe an apology gift on mm-hmm. top of a wedding gift, like maybe <laughs> cookies or something like that. Right, because they did pay for your food yeah, that you're not eating. Yeah, because it's expensive. I mean, I on TikTok, I'm like on wedding TikTok right now. Uh-huh. And so I always save them because it's good to know. Like, it's expensive to host all these people and serve them dinner and serve them I mean you have cocktail hour you have the actual party itself Mm -hmm. the actual dinner Mm -hmm. it's a lot of money it is I was actually watching this one video about bridezillas and one bride in particular was actually sending invoices to the guests who didn't show up like here's the bill you owe us for not coming I mean that is definitely the extreme end but like I feel like you know a lot more people should probably start doing that because, I mean, for me, obviously a birthday party is not the same, but I threw a birthday party. Uh, my birthday's in April, and I wanted to have a little garden party, and I had a lot of people cancel at the last second, and I spent probably too much money on food mm-hmm. because I wanted to I wanted it to be my style. I wanted a big charcuterie, like, grazing board. That was a beautiful board. It was. I have a pictures very expensive and videos. Board. It was very nice. I went to... Central Market, World Market, Whole Foods. I went everywhere to get special types of cheeses. Some of my friends can't have dairy. Some of my friends are vegan. So I was, you know, catering to these people who said they could come. And then at the last second, they either showed up really late or they didn't come at all. And so for me, yeah, I wanted to charge them. I, I, <laughs> I thought about, like, doing, like, a Venmo request. Oh, because no. I felt disrespected. <laughs> and I also felt like, you know... on top of me saying like the whole wedding gift I think that should be obviously you should do that because if someone is hosting you Mm -hmm. I think it's appropriate to bring a a gift for the host it's only right because I definitely felt some type of way when I 
had this big party for everyone and I provided all the alcohol and all the food and when it came to gifts I could count it was probably like less than five and I had almost 30 people there yeah so is that broken is that typical of your generation right now oh okay um I personally think that a lot of people in my generation have become very selfish but they're more outwardly selfish Mm -hmm. like I didn't realize that the way that I am and how I care for people and I and I think about certain things I didn't realize that I was like one of the only people who thought like that oh yeah so I think I think it's become an issue a lot of like canceling at the last minute Mm -hmm. or just not being considerate of other people's time just you know like I have some of my friends you know when we go out to dinner we take turns treating each other I have other friends who are like immediately like getting the Venmo request for like a coffee really yes so so for people who don't understand what is that Venmo request for like oh like, where you can like split the bill split the bill they're very adamant on like which I understand paying for your own thing I do think it depends on the situation like if it's just two of us and we're at a dinner and it's not that expensive then I I'm not gonna make you pay me back mm-hmm. because I would hope that in the future you would do the same thing it can be a back and forth kind of thing but I only have like realistically I think I only have one friend that does that so I looked it up so this is the different generations. so you have baby boomers which were born between 1946 and 1964 then Gen X is born between 1965 and 1980 so I just barely made you it just barely made to it. Gen X because I was born in the, at the end of 79 um, Millennials were born between 1981 and 1996 then Gen Z is born between 1997 and 2012. And then the next generation is Gen Alpha. I hadn't heard of that what? before. Gen Alpha is born between 2010s to 2025. 2025? We're, okay. not, even We're not there yet, but that's going to be the next generation, Generation Alpha. So you're Gen Z, I'm Gen X. And... Um, I don't know. I mean, so so here's an interesting thing when you're talking about splitting the bill, because I hear about that a lot when I listen to like TikToks or videos it's about. An issue. Yeah. So even when you go on a date, is it the expectation that you're going to split the bill? Is the girl supposed to pay? The I was raised mm-hmm. the way that I was raised. The whoever you're going out with should be paying. Mm-hmm. Whoever invited you to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. I guess it's a little difficult because obviously there's different kinds of relationships and different kind of people you're meeting. But I always saw it as a red flag if a guy's asking to go 50-50. Yeah. I don't... It just... I saw a TikTok the other day that was saying that if he's asking to go 50-50 on the first date when he's trying to impress you, that just shows how he's going to be on birthdays and on holidays and for everything else, dates... Um, eventually living together and splitting bills and like he's it's not he's not as much of a provider as he should be Mm -hmm. and so I me personally if he's not going to pay or if he's if I even think about paying and he doesn't have a certain reaction towards it then yeah 
I, I kind of, I don't, I don't like that. You, mo- you like a more old fashioned, yeah, where the man takes the lead. Because I talked to your sister about this too, and she is very strong about that. She does not like the idea of a man thinking that a relationship should be 50 50. She wants to be in a relationship where the man is financially Which responsible. Which because we were raised like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, especially now, I feel like a lot of men have gone really bold about expecting things of women. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called this <laughs> the sassy apocalypse, <laughs> where, um, where men are starting to snap back and behave like women. Really? Almost. Yes. It's gone really bad. Like, they're just very sassy. Oh. They're very sassy, and it's, it's... I don't even know how to describe it. It's not cute. It's funny. The other day, we were... Where were we? Um, took Alana somewhere. And <laughs> when we got to wherever we were going, I just stood there. And then she walked up and opened the door. And she was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I forgot. You was know, it, just the two of it was you? just the two of us. Oh. <laughs> and I'm just so used to waiting for Appa or David to open mm-hmm. the door for me. And I forgot that I was with Alana. And so yeah. I'm like, somebody's got to open my door. And she said that she is like that now, too, where she'll just stand there and wait. But I see a lot of women who just, just yeah, open you have their to door. Teach, you have to teach men how to treat you. Mm-hmm. Because it's like if you go off and you're paying on the first date and you're opening your door and you're doing all these things, he's not going to he's not going to do it for you. Yeah. There's no, I don't know. It's, he's not going to see that as something that he needs to do. It's just going to be, oh, okay, this yeah. is how it's going to be. And I can say with, when there was this time frame when I was single and dating, there was men who were perfectly okay with me paying. Like, they would sit there and wait, and I would be waiting, and I'd be waiting, and then it was so awkward and uncomfortable that I would be like, okay, I guess I'm just going to have to pay this bill. That's... Of course, yeah. Those are the kind yeah. of guys you don't go on a second date with. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot more guys out there who are okay with women taking the lead in that way. Which I don't understand that. Um, I mean, I do understand that I'm at an age where a lot of the guys that I'm dealing with are just out of college and a lot of them don't have a lot of money. But it's you have to set those intentions. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, I had this conversation with my friend, like he wanted to see this girl, but he just couldn't afford it. So that was the reason why he wasn't asking her out. And I was kind of like conflicted because I was like, I mean, I don't know what I would do in that situation Mm -hmm. if I were a guy and I'm interested in a girl, but I was raised to like pay for everything. And he ended up not going out with her Mm -hmm. because he didn't have a job. He was in college. Well, that's why your brother doesn't date girls right now, because he feels like he doesn't have, he can't financially support them and take care of them, so why even get invested or get yeah. started and all that? Which is, you know, that makes sense, but it's also sad, because you, you know. I mean, I guess I don't know how I feel. I feel like I don't expect them to pay for every single thing. Like, obviously, um, if we're going to go out and get a really nice dinner... And we want to get dessert i'll pay for dessert mm-hmm. you yeah. know like i feel like that i'll put some skin in the game or i i guess i've always been a gift giver mm-hmm. so when i think about people i get them things or i send them things and that's just how that's your love language yeah that's just yeah. my love language but it kind of it depends like i'm not just gonna 
pay for every single dinner. Yeah. Is it now, because some of the things that I've heard from other people who are in like Gen Z is that girls will pay because they don't want guys to have expectations at the end of the date that, oh, I paid for dinner, therefore you have to sleep with me. Um, I've definitely heard that perspective too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, that one's difficult. I haven't really been out. I mean, I don't date a lot. I would like to put that out there. I really yeah. just, because it's right now dating is just not it it's, at all. And that's across generation. It's not just you. Really? Oh my goodness. I talk to um, some of my colleagues at work who are older, older than me, and they talk about how bad dating is right now. It is so hard to date, especially when you're meeting people like on these apps, these dating apps. And that's a big issue in itself. Yeah, it is. It's problematic because you have multiple people you're talking you're to at one time. You're shopping for people. Right. Yeah. You're, it's based, like you're, you are putting out a profile and it's your best self mm-hmm. and the things that you think make you great. It's not, it just has never really felt right. I've tried it. I've met some guys on dating apps. I just don't like it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them, it's just, you meet them in person, and then there's, like, no chemistry because you're just, you just shopped for them. That's true. And that's just, it's weird. It's really weird. But it's very popular when you're in college to get on these dating apps and just kind of, like, swipe left, swipe right, not think about it. What's and, the most popular one right now? Um, <laughs> I can tell you what's not great. I've heard hinges. That's terrible. What, that's what I hear a lot of people are on, Hinge. Yeah, and... Okay, this is going to sound terrible. <laughs> so there's been a lot of compla- from complaints from other women that mm-hmm. um, Hinge only shows you unattractive men. And their algorithm is that they show you the unattractive ones. And then the ones where you, you have roses that you can pay for to meet with more eligible people. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones who are, like, who have a better career, who are more attractive. So oh. they hold them off until you pay for them. <gasps> Oh, that's dirty. And even then, they might not like you back. Because mm-hmm. Hinge, you have to... I think... I think you have to... You have to match with... Well, that's probably all of them. But they don't really get to say anything, have a conversation with you until you agree to have that conversation. Like, they can like your photos, like your responses. Um, but if you don't match with them, then they can't talk to you. Mm. So it's a lot of like the guy like putting themselves out there. Mm -hmm. But then when you see someone that you like and you pay for it, that doesn't mean anything's going to happen out of it. And it's very, it's just weird. Mm -hmm. A lot of these dating apps you can pay and it's really expensive too. Like I think one of them was like to get a certain amount of hearts or something like that. You would pay $60 or you could pay a weekly subscription from anywhere of like five dollars to like twenty dollars oh okay that is we, a lot of people are are desperate right mm-hmm. now yeah um because dating apps it's like the world is your oyster not mm-hmm. really <laughs> i also feel like a lot of men they think that there's more options out there um i think that gen z like this is since the internet this is like the first time you can see all these people we were never meant to see all these people right never meant to have um this this idea of having all these different options like a lot of people not wanting to settle down because what if there's someone else out there and you can actually see people and you can you can find someone from across the country and you can dm them and you can have a conversation with them you can get on dating apps you can get on 
different you can get on instagram you can get on tiktok you can get on snapchat and just like get in contact with anyone mm-hmm. and i just don't think that was yeah no that's was. never i don't think that is natural Mm-mm. at all like mm-hmm. i think that's why i mean a lot of guys my age are not wanting to settle down yeah at all yeah because there's like they're constantly and i didn't because i'm older and i don't really do a whole lot i don't do well with technology but i didn't realize like people are just here my air quotes and i'm gonna sound like an old lady here sliding each other's dms yeah like so it doesn't even matter and you're i'm watching these videos these tiktok um you know videos and stuff and they're like your best friend talking to your boyfriend by you know you know going and sending direct messages either on tiktok or crazy yeah or yeah. instagram or um snapchat i mean and going behind your back mm-hmm. your friend even i mean there's so many crazy things that are happening and i guess if you're constantly being bombarded with people who are looking at you and trying to get your attention then yeah it's gonna be really hard to settle down yeah because you always think that there's something else out there and you never know if what you have is what you're supposed to have like, right this is the end Right. Which or, yes. Yeah. The grass is always greener. Yeah. And it's like, I, I feel like a lot of people think the grass is greener on the other side, but it's like you have to take care of the grass. Mm-hmm. And you can't just, like, neglect it. You have mm-hmm. to water it. You have to mow it. You have to get the weeds out. You can't just expect it to be greener. Like, the grass is greener because someone else is taking care of it. So what do you think about the idea of arranged marriages? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean... Like, let your parents go and do the work for you. I don't know if I would let you guys pick for me. <laughs> you just give us, like, a, this is the list of criteria. This is, like, the type of guy you're attracted to. And then let us do the vetting on your behalf. Mm, I guess because I've always been wanting to meet someone in, I guess, a cute way. Like, mm. running into someone at a coffee shop or just what oh, would you what kind of shop. what would you call that like a like an organic organic yeah, yeah. yeah. like I like that I don't like because of, because I don't like dating apps I don't think I would like arranged marriages or set up like if a friend introduced you to a friend yeah because I feel like there's that expectation mm. that you're gonna try to like try it out mm-hmm. and I don't know. I also don't really have a specific taste, so mm. I can't really mm-hmm. say, okay, this is what I'm looking for. Like, I know how I want to be treated, but I don't have, like, a specific taste on how I want someone to look. Now, so for your friends who are getting married now, I mean, this is pretty young. Which, I mean, you're still young. You're 22, um, which is not bad. Don't get me. I mean, it's a good, I think it's a good age. Yeah. You um, said 22 at 22 minutes. <laughs> That's funny. Um, do you think, like, how did they meet? Mm. And does it, I mean, how are they sheltering their relationship from these, you know, outside people who are trying to get in and mm. recap Well, that's it? interesting. Well, because one of them, she is older than me. Um, I think she just turned 28. Hmm. I can't remember. But he's younger than her, and they met on Hinge. Oh. So they met on Hinge, but, like, they hit it off. Like, if you, it, sometimes it works out that way but it really doesn't most of the time Mm -hmm. but they both had like they're both stable Mm -hmm. and they both stable in their careers stable in 
I mean, they are stable in their careers, but I don't think it ha- really had anything to do with it. Because she did kind of, like, she was in between careers. She wanted to do something different, and she wasn't happy with it. Um, she also was um, living at home, mm-hmm. and she was kind of, I guess she wasn't, like, looking. And it just happened. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of these people, they weren't looking, and it happened. They were just playing around on Hinge, but not really expecting to find... Uh, I mean, even her, she wasn't even really doing that. She kind of would... Just told me that she just got on and saw him, and they matched. She wasn't really going on dates like that. Mm -hmm. But then she went out with him, and she really liked him. And they ended up... And this was, like... Was this right at the beginning of COVID, or a little... Oh, this might have been a little bit... Like, 2021. Mm -hmm. Um... But then they just they just hit it off, and they're getting married in November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, November. But that one's cute because they just it just happened. Um, and then my other friend, we went to high school together, and they've been together since high school. Mm-hmm. Which with them, you've talked to her about it. Mm-hmm. You've talked to her, but. She, I, I like their relationship because they had to like come back together. Yeah, after yeah, going their separate ways and yeah, coming. Yeah, I really like their their love story too. Yeah, I'm it's, excited. For it's them. very like I feel like they'll be very successful in their marriage. Um, I'm trying to think of. I think there was a maturity too, a spiritual maturity that came about from going off, doing your own thing, living like as a college person, and realizing. Eh, all right, I did that thing, and now I'm realizing there's more to life than just. Than just yeah partying and yeah because yeah. i feel like some people just maybe that's what it is right now maybe it's just a lot of people my age are still getting out of that making um, that transition yeah of just dating so yeah. i do need to go to break real quick but on the other side of this break let's talk more about what it's like to transition from party 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 to maturity mm-hmm. it's time and This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, 
which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Hey, welcome back to Nurses Out Loud. I am your host, Nurse April, and today my guest is Lauren, my daughter, my 22-year-old daughter, and she just so happens to be indulging me today with conversations about what it's like to be a Gen Z, what it's like to date, what the expectations are. I've been curious about this actually for a while, so I'm so glad she finally decided to join us, grace us with her presence <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> bestow all of her wisdom. So we were talking before the break about, you know, the difference between her friends that are starting to get married now versus the ones who are still kind of playing the field and like, what are the maturity differences? So you're saying that they kind of experienced what it's like mm-hmm. to party yeah, and decided, okay, I'm good. I got my fill. I feel like a lot of them that are getting married now, they matured earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's kind of like, I didn't really have a lot of immature friends growing up in general. So I'm not surprised that a lot of them are getting married, but... Um, I think there's some of them who are also kind of like content with just being single and or else they're in long-term relationships and they're not necessarily looking to get married right now because it's expensive. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to ask you. It's so expensive. What about like do you guys think about you know the ones who are older Mm -hmm. and still single do they feel pressure to get married because they feel like oh I need to hurry up and start a family or do they not think about that? Um, I think it's 50-50. Like, it depends on the day. Like, I know one of my friends, she's, like, very content on being alone. But then her mom's like, why aren't you bringing anyone around? <laughs> like, are you are you gay? <laughs> it's like, no. It's just, there's no guys that are worthy of being brought around. Mm. And so that's another thing. It's like, even if you're ready, it's not, like, if the dating pool isn't that great, then there's no point in wasting your time. So it's better to just be single that's actually the question that appa's parents used to ask him really because he was single for so long and then they were i think his brother was like asking like i think maybe he's gay (laughs) (laughs) and so his mom asked him like are you are you and he's like no No. i'm just you know he just wasn't ready to date and he was single for you know like a long it was eight years before we met yeah it was a very long time but i think I think when you're content with being alone, you're doing a lot of growth. True. And that's the only way you can really mature. I feel like you can't realistically mature when you're attached to someone else. Like mm. You have to do the self-work mm. and you have to... I mean, I think therapy is important because mm-hmm. there's things that you need to talk about that you might not even really realize are connected, mm-hmm. which I'm realizing after being in therapy for like... I don't know, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. I'm realizing a lot of things about myself that... I never thought about mm-hmm. and whenever I'll be talking about certain things and how I view myself she'll kind of catch me and she'll be like did you hear that like, no I'm just talking mm-hmm. I don't know and then she'll relay that back and connect the dots and I feel like that helps with my maturity because it's like I'm aware of how I respond to things and why I respond to things and that's really important do you think it's easier to talk to a therapist than it is to talk to your parents yes because you're paying this person and they're not biased Mm -hmm. and 
you know, I feel like my therapist, she listens to me and she'll tell me when I'm in the wrong. She will? Yeah, oh, she will. I, it depends on the therapist. I feel like some therapists are kind of just like, I mean, it's a career and mm. you're making money off of it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's some of them that might not be super helpful, but I know mine is mm-hmm. when it comes to, when I talk to about certain issues and she'll kind of go dive deeper into why I feel this, the way that I do. So I do think that it's easier to talk because there's not as much, there's emotion on one part, but not on the other part. Mm, like true. they're trained to handle certain situations and they're trained and they, I mean, they know things because they went to school for it. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have PhDs and studied human psychology. So I do think it's easier. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a trend now with a lot of people? Like, a lot of people are in therapy? Yes. I don't think it's a a bad trend. Mm -hmm. I do think that it's not as frowned upon anymore to Mm -hmm. go to therapy. Mm -hmm. I think that everyone should at least try it once. Yeah. Um, You do have to kind of shop around for a therapist because not all of them are great. I've had a pretty bad therapist before. But it's just being able to recognize that and recognize if you're making that growth or not, mm-hmm. or if you feel stagnant, or if you feel like you're being enabled, then you might not be seeing the right person. It doesn't mean that you don't need therapy. It just means that you need to find someone catered towards your needs. Like you can't just find a therapist and just say, okay, I'm in therapy. Mm-hmm. You have to find someone who specializes in issues that you want to talk about. Uh, okay, okay. So you've got friends who are getting married, you got friends who are not getting married, you got friends in college, you got friends who are starting their careers already. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it like on the party scene right now? Mm. What's like, what are people doing? And let, I mean, like I, for I, fun? Yeah, for fun. And also I have a question about, I know people are trying psilocybin. What is Mushrooms. I'm like, I didn't you haven't heard about that? Okay, so like that's... Like shrooms? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know that, but the way you said it, I did not know. <laughs> okay. So I'm just wondering, like, what are people doing when it comes to trying different drinks, different drugs, different, like, mm. intoxicating agents? What are they doing out now? This is... Um, well, I think right now, the... I mean, weed, obviously. Yeah. Definitely more popular mm-hmm. and it's probably less harmful than coke do people yeah that's true you a lot of people i mean aren't outward about doing like the only drugs that they're kind of like public about it will be weed mm-hmm. because i mean if you go to colorado you can smoke weed. yeah but when it comes to other drugs when you start saying like oh like i'm doing cocaine people, a lot of people are kind of like why <laughs> they look that? at you crazy or if like if you're saying, oh, I'm going to shoot up some heroin, Whoa. then, like, obviously, the people around aren't supportive of that, and it's definitely become a lot of... Because a lot of people have been going to rehab, and I think this Gen Z is, like, just very self-aware mm-hmm. and wanting to take care of themselves. Like, it's a very... Like, I feel like it's a spectrum, mm-hmm. and some people are... Like, their thing is not taking care of themselves, and going as hard as they possibly can and drinking and doing drugs and then you have the other side that's like doing face masks and going to therapy and what's face masks like skincare oh okay like 
not like COVID. <laughs> We're yeah. not gonna go there. <laughs> but just focus on like taking care of themselves. But I, I mean, me personally, I think focusing on self care that is beneficial mm-hmm. because both you can say both of them are self care. If you if you feel better by doing drugs and drinking mm. all the time, you can consider that self care, but it's not truly beneficial. So I don't really know a lot of people that are Are they heavy drinkers now or like you know how mm-hmm. if you go to a frat party or any kind of party and people are like drinking till they're passed out drunk. I mean I do think that alcoholism has become I mean it's kind of covered a little bit because if you make the drinks fruity and fun, then mm. people don't think that people don't think about the fact that it's still poison at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I like a good cocktail. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, I don't drink that much because I don't like how it tastes, yeah. but I feel like it's kind of been made, and I feel like it's maybe more of a millennial thing, mm-hmm. especially with wine. Of that joke of like oh it's like wine o'clock and stuff like that yeah. like that's when it kind of started yeah it's like drinking for fun and and then once it kind of starts getting to the point where it's excessive mm-hmm. I don't know I, I think I saw a TikTok about it talking about how like alcoholism has been just kind of like covered in like a pretty current mm-hmm. like just going out and getting a fun drink right right, right. Like that. but then once you start getting to the point where you're multiplying and doing it every night like that's still yeah alcoholism so i feel like that has become more of an issue um but it really depends but i will say now mocktails are becoming more of a thing um there's more mocktail bars what's that like a it's like a cocktail without alcohol oh so okay there's a lot of companies that are coming out with like um zero proof alcohol Mm -hmm. so you kind of get the taste of it but Mm -hmm. you're not it's not the same effects oh that's nice that's good so it's like how if it's like oh maybe it's because i'm in college Mm -hmm. where people are getting blackout drunk i think that's just a college experience but um i know a lot of restaurants are because it's on trend right now they're trying to find other ways for people to have the fun drink without the alcohol that's cool so the the shrooms Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that's interesting to me. I mean, I definitely think that there's a lot of research they're already doing now on the benefits of using psilocybin, which is mushrooms, mm-hmm. the effects of like depression. So people who struggle with depression, who have tried the mushrooms, and if you're under supervision, mm-hmm. they are finding it to be highly effective in treating people with really difficult to treat depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just wonder if people are, are finally out there like self-medicating with shrooms. Are they doing it just because of the type of high that they get? What are their experiences? Just wondering like that kind of stuff. I think I've only had like one or I can probably count on one hand of the amount of friends who have tried shrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know much about it. I just know they taste terrible. Um, <laughs> I don't know how, if it's like messed with in any way or if it's just the mushroom that's like dried up. I have no idea how. Probably tastes like dirt. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I I do know that a lot of people have been like grinding it up and putting it into brownies and cookies and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, 
But I haven't, I haven't really experienced. I guess because the side of TikTok that I'm on is like recipes and weddings and oh okay yeah so your no. curated feed doesn't no draw you into the that. which probably I feel like that says a lot mm-hmm. I just don't look at I, I guess I haven't really thought much about it mm-hmm. um, I feel like if I did my research but it's never interested me yeah I think I'm just interested just from hearing different people talk about their experiences and just the curiosity because it was banned for so long was illegal yeah and just you know people talk about the spiritual trip it takes them on and where they feel like it's an experience where they're seeing things they wouldn't otherwise see like it's more of a spiritual awakening that's i wonder how that worked yeah And, and i don't know i have a lot of questions about that just because mushrooms come from the earth and actually mushrooms the um, connection between the root systems of the plants Mm -hmm. they communicate through the mushrooms and so then i'm thinking because we know plants and they communicate with each other and they're talking to each other Mm -hmm. we don't hear it with our ears necessarily but they did the scientists have you know confirmed that trees for instance will say hey they send each other messages and then there was also that invention where you can attach it to a leaf and then they'll assign different um, melodies or notes to, I guess, the vibrations that come off of it. And the plants are making music, and each one has its own song. It's incredible, and I'm like, wait a minute. So I'm just fascinated by the thought of the possibility that maybe mushrooms could potentially open up a part of your mind where you're actually able to connect with nature. It probably could. It's possible, I don't know. I'm not telling you to go out and I mean, would you? I think I might. Really? I might <laughs> be interested. Um, and I've talked to your brother about it because he's tried it. He has? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm curious to learn more. I didn't get a chance to really dive into this conversation with him to find out what his experience was like. But I've heard other people. I know I do have a friend who's talked about you know using mushrooms. I don't know. It just sounds to me like just being able to experience parts of nature that you otherwise wouldn't wouldn't you know what would that do but also i recognize that there there's a danger Mm -hmm. anytime you introduce something that could mess with your mind and that's what really scares me because there's no guarantee that you come on the other side of that safe you know that trip safe and i don't want to like i guess it's like that with all oh yeah drugs and that's that scares me i'm like i've seen too many people even in our family or Mm -hmm. friends who smoked some bad weed that was laced with something and they are never the same. That's just risk. I mean, I feel like yeah. if you were to sell any drug at a farmer's market, it would probably be shrooms. Right, exactly. And you probably could get away with that. Yeah. Or, I mean, uh, if you're in Colorado, you can definitely yeah. sell edibles. Colorado, probably also like Oregon, where yes. everything is legal in Oregon, even hard drugs. Really? Yeah, so they did this whole experiment where they legalized everything. And it's not going well for them, from what Why I understand. <laughs> I feel like they might. it's a bad move. I don't think it's going well for them. Um, I did come across an article re- recently, and it was like, yeah, it's not That's working. A bummer. Out. I've been wanting to go to Oregon. Yeah, it's pr- it's, I'm sure it's a beautiful state, but well, I heard that Portland's really nice. Mm-hmm. People are nice. Probably Aside from the crime, oh, also the crime. crime. Yeah, so up there, like even Seattle, we were talking. Oh, we weren't talking about it, but. Um, your sister's friend is thinking she would like to maybe oh, move really? there. And, and we have family like that lives there. Yeah. Seattle is beautiful. 
but the crime right now is kind of, at least what is reported, um, isn't so great. Oh, funny, totally off topic. I finally did something that I didn't think I was going to do <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> so I'd been wrestling with this for a while, and I know you had given your recommendation, David had given his recommendation, and I'd heard different people talk about it, but I was like, I'm not doing it. Appa was like, no, we're not supporting this woke agenda. Oh. But I finally gave in and I bought the Barbie movie last night. Did you watch it? Started watching it and so you far- You didn't wait for me? I w oh, I, I, we're gonna watch it together because- Yeah. Yeah, I wanted you to be there. I fell asleep on it too, but- Wow. I, no, but from what, I, I always fall asleep on movies. It's uh, some, something's wrong with me, <laughs> but I liked it. You did? Yeah, so far what I've seen, maybe halfway through the movie, I don't know if maybe only like in the first third of the movie, mm -hmm. Apple was cracking up, which he was really against it. Like he, we would never go see it at the movies. What did he was he like, hear no. about it that made him? I think we heard like Ben Shapiro did a whole um, episode about the woke agenda. We just didn't hear good things about it. But then, and other people were saying they liked it. And so we were just kind of, you're always concerned about, you know, what messages are they trying to relay and trying to, you know, mind control people with. And this is something I learned. Do your own research yeah. and make your own decisions because as I'm watching the movie, I'm it's like, not, it's not even that bad. For me, it felt like a woman empowerment kind of movie, mm -hmm. which when I went to go see it, I saw it in the theaters with my two guy friends mm -hmm. and I took it very seriously and I got pink. I got pink shorts <laughs> and they didn't fit and I got really upset about it. Uh -oh. But I still wore them. Uh -huh. But I, I really like how how much of an effect that movie had on the world. It seems like across the board, I have, and that's another reason why I was interested in seeing it, because I've seen so many really positive reviews on it. I mean, there's a reason why it's so expensive to rent. Okay, yeah. so for people who don't know, you can actually, it's not its not in the theaters, not that I could find, and maybe at the like, cheaper theaters. Not anymore, it was definitely um, a summer thing, and they probably are trying to get it out as po as soon as possible to sell it. Well, they are selling it. You can rent it for twenty five dollars. Yeah, might as yeah, well. Yeah, might as well because it's a five thirty dollars yeah. to buy. And I was so I had seen this a couple times. You first told me, and I was like, "There's no way I'm spending that much money on that." And then I saw it the other day, and I was like, "I couldn't get myself to do it." Yeah. And then Apple was like, "Well, how much would it have cost if we went to the movies?" I'm like, "Right, it, it would have been forty bucks." Expensive. Yeah. So we went ahead and we we bought it. We contributed to the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> but it was actually very cute. The parts that we saw where like Ken was so excited, he was like, men run the world. And yeah. it was like, oh, I mean, he was poor thing. He was just, you know. Well, wait till you get to the end of the movie. We have to, <laughs> we have to circle back on this. Oh, good, okay. Because when I saw it in theaters, it was very much, at the end of it, I was crying. You told because, me, yeah. Yeah, and I, I immediately texted my mom. I texted yeah. her. And I was like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it, you'll, you'll see when you get to the end of it. Oh, good. It's, it's really funny, and I feel like it's very pleasing to the eye, like, aesthetically. With yeah, With all is. the color schemes and everything. It's just a, a beautiful movie. Mm -hmm. But then when you get to, like, the actual core message, 
I feel like you haven't gotten there yet because that's when I was like, oh, this is kind of serious. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we're really then pretty early on, and I was already dozing. I mean, I don't know why. It takes me a several sittings to get through a movie. You'll you will get through it. But I, okay, so today movie. we'll watch it. We'll finish watching it because I think it's. And David said he liked it. And yeah. He went with his friends, my sixteen-year-old, and um, so I guess. I've definitely noticed it just depends on how you view women is kind of how you see the movie. Mm. I feel like a lot of people who didn't like the movie, they have a certain stance on like women's rights. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like a lot of men didn't like the movie because it, I mean, it's the message was basically like, you'll see, there's like a whole like monologue um, where they're talking about how much pressure women have mm -hmm. to just to do this and to do that and it's like be strong but you're being too strong mm -hmm. now you're being aggressive mm -hmm. and oh if a man does this it's revolutionary but if a, a woman does this then you know she's being manipulative Ooh. like things like that and so I can see why Ben Shapiro would probably say something like that because he <laughs> like I don't like being called out but I feel like it's it's good for all girls to watch it okay no matter what age Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which is why I wanted you to go see it because whenever I went to go see it, she was in Michigan visiting family, and I I was very much like you go take. It. And I wanted to go see it, and you know I was like, come on, let's go. And Apple was like, no, I don't want to see that. I don't want to, you know, put money into that. Which agenda? Agenda. <laughs> which now, of course, after seeing the amount I've seen, I definitely will say always do your own research because yeah. what people will tell you what did they tell you i mean they were just talking about how it's just this woke agenda and that you know it didn't it wasn't a positive review that's interesting i feel like almost everyone of my friends they like they really enjoyed the movie mm -hmm. but the ones who didn't which is surprising because they're women mm -hmm. they just were like they're just too serious like it's just it, it was basically like, oh, it's a little woke for me. But what part of it is... It's the... I don't want to spoil it for you. It's okay. mainly the end. It's not even like women need to rule the world mm -hmm. kind of thing. It's just that women are important. Mm. And it doesn't matter what kind of woman you are mm -hmm. or what your role is or what you have done. It doesn't... There's no reason why you should feel unimportant in this world. Mm. Like, there's especially in this country like you should it was basically like you they use us to sell things like mm -hmm. barbie i mean is a perfect skinny mm -hmm. blonde doll mm -hmm. and all these men have made so much money off of this doll mm -hmm. and it's even in the beginning of the movie like you notice that like all the the head oh, of the entire yeah. company they're all men they were all men making money off of barbie and it's just to benefit them mm -hmm. which is kind of how women have been treated for so long yeah and now that a lot of women are standing up and being the ceos of their own companies and starting businesses and you know wanting to make money be breadwinners mm -hmm. or even the ones who want to stay at home with their kids it's like you can't do anything right yeah like, there's always a complaint about something it does seem like that because one of the things that i see is that there is this trad wives 
is um, oh like traditional yep so you got the traditional wives and then you've got the women who are more about women empowerment who are fighting back against their traditional wives you know trying to say that their lifestyle choices are wrong and then you've got the traditional wives pushing back against those who don't want that kind of life mm -hmm. and saying theirs isn't right and I don't know if it's just being in this climate where everyone has an opinion everyone has a platform it's black and white like there's no in between yeah which the crazy part about it is that like the entire lesson is that there's no right or wrong mm -hmm. if you want to stay at home then stay at home if yeah. you want to go work go work but there's no point in tearing each other down true because we're all women at the end of the day and we should be supporting each other and you shouldn't feel unimportant because you're not a CEO of a company and you shouldn't feel like you're a bad mom because you're working yeah like it's just that is like a struggle. I think that a lot of women, and I don't know if it's something that men even have this like discussion about, but as a, as a woman who has had children, and I've always worked for the majority of you guys' growing up, mm -hmm. I can look back now in hindsight and have a lot of regrets. Wish that I would have been home, and I wish I would have been home more and not just home sleep because I was working nights mm -hmm. trying to be home during the day but mm -hmm. I'm not really home I'm not there present because I'm always tired um, I kind of you know just and obviously I think that's the why grandparents are the way they are because they are getting an opportunity to make right all of the wrongs mm -hmm. that they had growing up or raising their own children um, I wish I could have homeschooled you guys if I could do it all over I would absolutely have homeschooled you guys um, and like looking forward to the future Lord willing if you guys have children my plan is to have a school and then all my grandkids come to school you guys just drop them off you <laughs> you can do the thing like if you want to work you can work mm -hmm. but I definitely don't want um, to have those regrets again like a second time around where I wish I could have been there to just be there more and even though I'm proud of the accomplishments mm -hmm. when it comes to work. Those don't matter when you when your kids are older and they don't want to be around you or you know mm -hmm. you don't have a good relationship with them because you didn't take the time to really invest in them. But you know what's interesting? Mm -hmm. I don't remember my childhood being like that. Oh. Like I, I felt I think it, I was happy to be around grandparents and have those memories and also like I don't have I don't have very me many memories of not being able to see you because you're sleeping mm. or because you're working I just remember when you were there or that's like helping good. me with my projects and make my costumes that's what I remember I don't remember that I mean there were times where I would remember like dad sitting downstairs and telling us to be quiet because you're sleeping mm -hmm. but it wasn't like a negative thing it mm -hmm. was just like mom has to work I never really saw it as a I never see mom kind oh, of thing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's you good. shouldn't beat yourself up about it. So that's just not easy. how I see my childhood. I feel like I saw both my parents. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I remember like being in Michigan. I remember that being a happy time. I don't remember it being anything but a happy time. Oh, good. Which I feel like is important for you to no so you don't beat yourself up about it yeah and totally like say you know what i give up i'm walking away from everything because yeah. i'm gonna try and be here now and, and it's too late because you guys are growing up i mean 
<laughs> I think it just takes time. I think a lot of kids, it just takes them time to come back and it eventually always happens. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like every kid, not every kid, but a lot of them go through like a rebellion phase and where they don't want to be around their parents. But it's like there's so many other factors besides parents. It's like school mm-hmm. and friends and all these other things. And sometimes you just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Sometimes it's just easier to just like be by yourself because it's just hard. Like it doesn't really have anything to do with what your parents are doing. When I was young and I went through that rebellion phase and that's actually why I got married. Me and your dad got married. It was like mm-hmm. my way out. It was like my get out of jail free card. Really? Yeah. Heck yeah. I was like, I got to get out of this house. My parents are so overwhelmingly controlling. Like they... You know, you can't do this, you can't do that. And I wanted to be free. Mm-hmm. So I got out, went to college, and I got married. But what I think shortened the length of time where I rebelled against my mom. Having kids? Yeah, because then I needed her. Yeah. And it also changed the way I saw her, because then I was like, oh, snap. All of the things that I thought about my mom, wow, was completely different, because yeah. now I get it. Now I'm like, oh, she made so many sacrifices for me that I didn't appreciate Mm-hmm. Until I had kids. I feel like out of all the kids, I feel like I see perspectives. Mm-hmm. Like I can see where you're coming from. I feel like I have been more of an advocate, especially with the other ones rebelling. Yeah. Like I'm able to see it. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they're going to listen, obviously. <laughs> but You I are the boss, it. though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, especially, like, for me, again, like, my love language is gift-giving, so when it comes to holidays and birthdays, like, <laughs> if I'm the one who's, I feel like I'm always organizing that. But and that's also your gift, because that's yeah. what I told you, as a career choice, you should look at doing some kind of, you know, event planning, because that's your talent. Yeah, I'm more into it. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to talk to you more about this, but actually, we've run out of time. Really? Yeah, we'll have to do a part two after I finish watching Barbie. Oh, yeah. It'll probably be easier to talk about it. Yeah. After. You'll see it. It. It's, I don't know if it'll cry, though. I think I'm just sensitive. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I mean, I do cry at movies. I do. I, I was, I'll cry over a little short TikTok it's video. Okay. So. I mean, if, you're, if you ever question yourself mm-hmm. and question what you should be doing and what your purpose is, oh, you might. All the time. Yeah, then this will be great for you. Perfect. Until next week, remember, my goal here is to shine a light in the darkness. It's time